Good afternoon, everybody. Furman with Monster Grass and Patio. This is our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is going to be a quickie. Want to talk about saying no. Saying no. I keep seeing all these memes all over the place. See CSNBC, etc. Where, you know, Jimmy, um, you have uh, Warren, Buffett, Warren Buffett and the like. Saying, you know, one of the key attributes to success is saying no to people and to things and turning down you know projects etc by saying no um you know i get the premise of saying no you know i get it but i'm gonna tell you as an entrepreneur you know i really struggle with that it's you know it's i i would say and i would dabble to say that it's a lot easier said than done you know how do you say no to people let's start with that because you know, how do I struggle? How do I struggle with saying no? Well, let's give you an example, okay? Um, you have X amount of jobs already allocated for the rest of the month, per se, and um, one of your potential clients calls you. As such, I mean, this is a live example. This is a, an actual predicament that we're taking on, okay? Um, a client calls and he's like, "Hey, you know what? I have 18." 1800 square feet i want to go ahead and do the job you know you look at the ticket amount it's a, it's a good it's a good it's a good sale you know there's good money to be made and they're telling you hey listen i need you to squeeze me in for the following week and get this done by tuesday and um you already know as a company your pipeline's full your pipeline's full it's gonna be very difficult to stuff this in right but guess what Again, actual live events. Christmas is around the corner, okay? We need the money, not only on a personal level, because I need the money, let's face it, you know? But the business needs the money. We we need that, we need the money. So the client's pretty much calling us, telling us, hey, listen, I like you, I like your staff, I like your product, I wanna work with you. I'm sorry I took so long to, um, to get to this point, but I'm ready to cut you a check, give you a deposit, get this on the board, wrap this job up for me, and you'll have X amount, you know, in return. Turning that down, you know, doesn't sit well in the pit of my stomach. I'm a firm believer of saying yes and making it happen, uh, adapting and overcoming. Um, as an entrepreneur, I think that's the name of the game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, that's how I see it. So whenever I see, you know, everybody saying, oh, learn how to say no, learn how to say no. I'm not a billionaire. Well, not yet, at least. I'm not a multimillionaire or a millionaire for that matter. Not yet, at least. So for now, I got to suck it up and make it happen. Right? We got to figure out a way to make this happen. So back to the drawing board. Okay. And bottom line is. You know, this is how you grow a company. This is how you develop more crews. This is how you add more employees. By putting yourselves in these predicaments. So, needless to say, no, I'm not saying no. I'm saying yes. And I will continue to say yes as long as I can. Because that's just the way we roll. That's the way I roll. And I think to be a successful entrepreneur, that's the mentality that you got to have. Regardless to what, you know, Warren Buffett says, with all due respect, Warren Buffett is the man. Of course, I know who he is, and I completely respect him. 
But I don't think that it's fair to put yourself in a in, in Warren Buffett's mentality. Number one, he's 50, you know, 50, 60 years old. I don't know how old that guy is. Maybe more, seven years, God knows. You know, I'm 38. I'm still trucking. I'm strong. I'm ready to go. Why turn it down? Even though our plate's full. Because believe me when I tell you, this is going to be a tremendous problem. And my wife, who I run the business with, when I tell her, hey, listen, add this to our board of things to do, she looks at me like if I'm crazy. But you know what? I am crazy. And you need to be a little crazy to be an entrepreneur. So that's our segment. Short and sweet until a point. I want to thank you for tuning in to Monster Grass and Patio. This is our weekly podcast. This was on saying yes. Thanks again for everybody. If you need us, check us out online, www.monstergrass.com. We're an artificial grass podcast, hardscape podcast. We specialize in concrete, pavers, synthetic grass, outdoor living as a whole, and exteriors. We love entrepreneurship because that's what we are. We're a small business based out of South Florida. If we could be of service to you, my name's Furman Bergwignon. I'm the owner and CEO. Hit us up online. Thanks for thanks again for tuning in. Monster Grass. Take care. Good morning. This is Furman, your host with Monster Grass and Patio Podcast. And I want to check in, say hello to everybody. Today's December 19th. It's a Wednesday. And just wanted to check in and do our monthly podcast. And today's subject or topic that I want to go over is how to lose a horse. Yes, I said it. How to lose a horse. What the hell does that mean? I'm going to tell you. So, um, we are in the driveway building business. We are hardscape uh, installers. We do concrete. We specialize in artificial grass. That's what we do down here in South Florida. We've been doing it for over seven years. And it's a really big thing uh, these days down here in the in the luxury real estate market. It seems to be that everybody wants these what's called concrete pads or these concrete squares with the astral turf in between. So originally when we started the company, we specialized just in artificial grass. It's a lot easier of an installation. Um, we put astral turf just about everywhere uh, to include in between these um, these concrete pads that we form. Uh, they're six inches, really nice. Um, the premise behind the concrete pads is they really modernize your house and brings it um, into the 21st century. Uh, it's really what it does. So those concrete pads are trending right now. Everybody wants it, and it's a big deal. The problem with these concrete pads is they're kind of a pain in the ass to install. Um, they're six inches, so we got to go to your existing driveway. Chances are you're going to have something already there, perhaps asphalt or older pavers, an older style of um, hardscape um, from when the house was originally built. So the premise behind our installation is to go over there and modernize the house, I don't even know if modernize is a word, but I'm going to make it a word. So we go over there. We modernize your house. We rip out whatever you got in your driveway. We put these nice concrete pads. 
which by the way you can check them out online or on our Instagram Monster Grass. We have tons of photos of, of our of our projects, so you could get a better gist of what I'm going over. But anyhow, um, we go to your house, and um, the first thing you need to do is land prep, and the land prep it's probably half the battle. Um, we gotta rip out whatever you currently have, create a new sub base, call for inspection. Um, these concrete pads are heavy. You know, they're custom framed. We literally go out there with a group of guys and we uh, literally, you know, um, using wood, lay out pieces of wood and construct a custom driveway for you. Each house is its own. No house is the same. So we literally go custom build, cut the wood to size um, to meet the dimensions of your driveway. A uh, few days after, once we pass inspection, we call for um, for a concrete truck to come out. We bring out our our finishers, and we give it a nice finish. Let the concrete dry. Once the concrete dries, we rip out these wooden uh, the wood that's used to frame. After we rip out the wood that's used to frame, then we put the the artificial grass turf strips in between these grooves. Or you could use a nice landscape stone or a landscape rock in lieu of the artificial grass. Some people uh, decide to put natural sod, um, etc., etc. So what does this have to do with losing a horse? I'm going to tell you now. Um, so, again, doing this for so many years now, <clears throat> we realized that as volume picked up and again this is really hot right now in the market we're one of the leaders down here in south florida so the phone's going ape shit all day long people calling us for these concrete pads because that's what everybody wants so we've been real busy with these things and what ends up happening is that you know let's call you're doing two or three of these things every week um it really in a hurry gets you into the fill business okay now what's fill Fill is um, what I like to describe as earth or any type of material that you can use to fill a hole, for example. Um, it's, consider, it's considered in the business contaminated. Um, I don't like that word because it's not really contaminated. What it is is just um, the debris that we're ripping out of your driveway, okay? Just so you know, if you don't know, usually down here in South Florida, that goes straight to a lake. There's companies out here, um, they buy these lakes or they make these, man. what they do is they dig these huge holes, use all the fill out of those holes, right, uh, for construction material called lime rock and sand, pretty much. Um, once they have a hole that's dug, you know, so deep, um, they refill it with um, fill. Fill from other properties, fills such as the fill that I use, that I um, rip out on a daily basis from all these driveways. So you'll have a company A, wherever they're at, you know, they dig a huge hole. They use the natural resources of the state. I have no idea what type of license they have, but it's a it has to be a great license. This is uh, down here in South Florida. This is you got to be connected. I'm sure somebody's paying top dollar for that license, but you're using the nice coral stone, the nice lime rock, natural lime rock for all these projects. That's not considered contaminated. The contaminated stuff, which is the stuff I'm referring to, the earth, 
Um, it's what's used to refill these holes, right? Once they refill these holes, I'm assuming they sell it as land and build on over them. Um, so anyhow, the point I'm trying to make or, or the direction I'm trying to head is that um, my fill from these driveways, you got to pay to dispose this fill. It's not free to go to these lakes and, and dispose. Some, you know, they're minor fees. You know, they take it easy on you. If you take it to a traditional dump, chances are they'll turn you away. They don't want this type of material in a, in a landfill or a city landfill or anything of that of that nature. You got to take it to one of these lakes um, or you got to take it to a special place to dump and they charge you an arm and a leg to get rid of the sand. And you're talking thousands of pounds. In addition, you got to have either the means to load this using heavy-duty machinery such as a bobcat um in addition to the to the the transportation uh you're gonna need a really big truck to haul this thousands of pounds away or you're gonna make multiple trips in trailers so however way you slice this thing up it's a pain in the butt to get it there it's heavy it's costly and it's um, perfectly good earth and material that's being used to fill holes um, that we need to dispose. So in a hurry, once you're doing two to three driveways a week, you you find yourself in the fill business, right? So needless to say, trying to cut costs and figure out what to do because one day I'm excavating a driveway, paying to dispose all this perfectly good earth all this fill and then the following day or the following week or the following month i have my own hole um that i need to fill across town and it sucks because you're like you know what last week i, I threw away four um you know houses of fill or 40 50 yards of fill that i paid to dispose and you know guess what um I could have used it this week at this property, saved myself thousands of dollars and used my own fill that last week I had to pay to, to dispose. So talking to a good buddy of mine from Bella's Aquatic Gardens, um, Eric Santana, a.k.a. Rays, um, very well versed in this business, been doing um, hardscapes, pavers. He specializes in ponds. This guy's an artist. This is like his main thing is ponds. Um, he builds custom ponds uh, for koi fish down here in South Florida. Beautiful work. Um, that guy's literally an artist. He's a modern day Picasso. But anyhow, good friend. I consider him a mentor. There's not many people that I could go to uh, down here and ask for advice. So a lot of people that think they know, but they don't know shit. Eric's not one of those guys. He actually knows. Uh, comes from a long line of construction workers in his family. So the guy knows his stuff. I value his opinion. So I go to Eric and I tell him the situation. And in a nutshell, he, he broke it down to me. He's like, you know what, man? It's funny. You're reminding me of my of what my father used to tell me, which is um, un negocio redondo, which in English means a circular business, if that sounds right. So um, you got to have a business that you could do a circle around. That's the premise about uh, negocio redondo. So what that means is exactly what we're talking about is Figuring out a way to use your fill, right, at other job sites so that I could save money, time, energy, effort, right, which is ultimate goal when you're an entrepreneur, 
You got to use your, your resources and stop paying for disposal of material you're going to need at the next job. So how do I do that? You know, and Eric gave me the great idea. He's like, you know what? You need to figure out a way to make this un negocio redondo and start storing that fill. Okay. Maybe you get a grinder, a rock grinder at a later date. You grind this material down and you can use it for your artificial turf installs. Um, so, you know, the premise behind that is um, we get to a project where sometimes I need to fill about um, 12 inches, 7 inches, 8 inches. Um, this is perfectly good material. I could use four or five inches of this stuff and then come over the top with the, with the you know, four to three or six inches of the nice uh, pure lime rock out of these queries. So, you know, you'd put four or five inches of this earth of, of, um, of our fill. And then over the top of that would go the concrete screen sand and the lime rock. Um, so... How do you get this to be un negocio redondo? We have our warehouse space. We have our office. You know, it's a co it's a co workspace. We have our office. We have our warehouse. We check in in the morning. Um, we have our inventory there. But I don't have a plot of land to store a mountain of fill because that's literally what you're gonna need. You're gonna need a piece of land to store this material, store your bobcat, store your truck, etc. So I started researching. Uh, took me about six, seven months, started visiting many different places. To my surprise, there's not that many places that rent lots for this type of use. You got to have a special type of license, etc. You just can't get a piece of lot somewhere and start storing fill. You got to have, uh, it's got to be zoned for um, agriculture or landscaping. Not my expertise, not my cup of tea, I'm not sure. But during my research, I figured out that it's, you know, these lots are not that readily available. So I happened to stumble across uh, horse country. Bingo, bingo. Horse country is not too far from where I live. Beautiful estates. Very nice pieces of land. Bump into a lady who happens to be in the paving business. Really nice lady. I don't want to mention any names. Um, and she rents me a 40 by 40 on her huge multi-acre farm. Um... You know, so starting to get into the swing of things, you know, I finally find the pl the plot of land. I think it's like 500 bucks a month. Super nice. She's totally hooking me up. The lady does not need the 500 bucks. She's literally doing me a favor, giving me a corner of her lot to solve my problem and turn this into a circular redondo negocio. So, you know, needless to say, I'm finishing up 2019 on a positive note. I'm cranking out driveways like a bad boy. I'm feeling my fill to the gills i have a nice mountain i'm accumulating a fill i'm starting to use the fill of my properties and things are turning out sweet um and this is I, I i bring this up not in a bad way but just in a way so that as an entrepreneur you need to realize that this is the hardest part of being an entrepreneur you get hit in the face on a daily basis with these haymakers that it's incredible so um yesterday uh, you know, the, 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 the company that I employ to help me, um, cause I don't own these big, uh, they're not 18 wheelers, but they're these really big trucks that carry the truck. I sub that out, uh, to a company. They come, uh, with these really massive big trucks. They transport the fill for me. I fill it with my own Bobcat that we own. I fill these big trucks and the truck takes it to horse country, unloads the fill to where it needs to go. Um, 
I tell the company, hey, be careful. This lady has a huge farm and she has a horse. And the horse, to not keep him in the stable all day, she lets him out from time to time. So just do me a big favor and be careful with the horse because when you open the gate, the horse is not dumb. He's looking for freedom and he tries to escape. So the lady was, you know, really adamant on being aware of not losing the horse or being careful that the horse leaves. But she's like, hey, listen, if the guy gets out, no big deal. He just wants to eat grass. He literally goes right across the street. We've had him forever. And he goes to a little pile of grass right across the street. That's what he likes to do is fresh grass that he's eyeballing all day and he's dying to get to it. He goes across the street and starts eating grass. If it happens, just give me a buzz. We'll go out there and we'll get him in. No big deal. So yesterday, about 6.30, get home, exhausted day. It's been a really long week. This is our busy season um, with New Year's, with Christmas, Thanksgiving. Ending of the year is brutal for us. Everybody wants their backyards spick and span for the holidays. So needless to say, we've been going bonkers, apeshit, crazy, uh, juggling. So I get home. I'm completely exhausted. I'm, I'm literally taking like a, a five-minute nap after I took a shower, staring at the roof, and I decide to scroll through my text messages, see what's going on. I'm just looking through my phone, and I see a nonchalation, uh, you know, a text, and it's from the from this guy, and he's like, um, sends me a meme of a horse that's running. You know, pretty funny. A horse is gashing through, you know, just running. And he's like, the horse is loose. Um, uh, he escaped from me. And I, and I go, oh, shit. This is, damn, the horse is gone. That sucks. So I look at the time, and it's uh, it's literally 6.30, okay? When I receive the text, I, I look at my watch, and it's 7.15. I go, holy smokes, I received this message 45 minutes ago um, Intuitively I Instantly search my um, My missed call log No missed calls From this guy So I'm like oh crap He didn't call me he texted me So I immediately call him I'm like hey what's up what's going on with the horse Oh no um, The horse bolted He's really big I got a little scared But you know what I told the lady with a white car That was there to track down the horse Everything seems to be alright um, it was a lady in a white car uh, with her husband that are there by the property. And it looks to me like they're tracking down the horse. So I just locked up and I left. So I'm like, oh, okay. So you told somebody that was there in the property about the horse? They're like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, we told somebody, you know, about the property on the, about the horse that's missing. So I locked up and I left. And I'm like, okay. So I hung up with, I hang up with my, with my vendor. And I call the property owner. And the property owner um, tells me, um, hey, Furman, how are you? And I give her the story about the horse. She's like, dude, no, no, nobody has told me anything. Holy smokes. L let me see what I do. She hangs up with me. Half an hour later, calls me. She's like, look, the horse is missing. He's been missing. What the hell is going on? Um, who, you know, get your guy on the line with me. We jump on the line. The, the the lady in the white car, nobody has an idea who he is. It was literally a stranger happened to be driving by. God knows who the hell they were. But I'm recording this podcast the following morning because I literally couldn't even sleep last night thinking of this goddamn horse. The horse is missing still. Okay? So somehow we lost the horse. Right? 
The horse is gone. And we're talking about, I've seen this horse. He's the size of an expressway, okay? That guy's huge, full of muscles, okay? He's got to weigh, I don't know what a horse weighs, but this thing has to weigh 2,000, 3,000 pounds. It's enormous, okay? <coughs> you literally cannot miss this guy walking down the street and the horse is missing. Man, this has affected me in a way that I can't even tell you, okay? I couldn't sleep last night thinking about this goddamn horse, okay? It, I don't know, the, you know, what's going to happen with this lady, you know, who's renting me the lot. I'm telling you, I did all this research for several months. I was visiting lot after lot after lot. There's not many places that rent me these, you know, these type of lots for me to have the fill. I have the fill there. That lady's super pissed, super pissed at me. Um, she literally called us morons and fucking retards. I don't blame her. Um, I still can't fathom that the fucking horse left. But anyways, these are the blows that you take on a, as an entrepreneur because, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I did wrong or how I could have improved this on my end, right? I literally, it's impossible to grow a business and be at all these different locations at the same time. I mean, if you want to stay small, right, you can. But if you want to grow a business to a multi-million dollar operation, you got to be able to figure these type of things out. And you got to be like a cracking octopus. You got to have your hands in many different places at the same time. That I know for a fact that has to happen. You got to have many outlets and you got to be a problem solver and you got to be in many multiple places at the same time. What ends up happening is that when you're in so many places at the same time is that you, your brain, you're, you're, you can't physically be in every place. So you need to build a team and a network of people you could trust that can represent you, that could represent your brand, that can be a portion of you, at least you would hope, and not lose horses, and, and not hit pipes, and I'm sorry, as I'm doing this podcast, the phone keeps going buck, um, seven in the morning, all the guys are starting to check into work, so I'm gonna go ahead and cut this short, but, you know, the premise of this podcast was today was, you know, don't lose a horse, you know, be on point, Figure out with your staff and your team what you need to do to communicate better because, you know, the horse flies past you and you send a text. Dear guy, this is a good, you know, this guy who did this, he's way better than this. He's a good kid. That guy does work for me all the time. He's resolved many, many issues. And he just had a massive brain fart yesterday. I guess he must have had a long day. And he, he didn't realize the significance or the importance of this horse flying past him is more than a text. It's more than just telling a car, hey, the horse left, you know. You know, horses cost thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, this is, we're in a pickle here. And I'm praying this horse, you know, comes up today. But the moral of the story is now, because of this, right, not only am I in a bad predicament with this lady, because God knows what's going to happen with this fucking horse, but second is I'm back to the drawing board with the Negocio Redondo plan. You know what I'm saying? This is a big deal. I'm starting off 2019 and I'm back to square one when I thought I had this figured out. So you're going to take punches in the chin, you know, and just going to let you know, keep trucking, man, because ultimately 
that's the life of an entrepreneur. It breaks my heart half to death. I'm reporting to work today. I'm going to try to stay as positive as I can. And I'm going to try to troop it, but man, mentally exhausting. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Monster Grass and Podcast. Monster Grass Podcast show. Um, today was uh, an episode, a little bit. We touched a little bit on on the concrete business, on the hardscape business, on the fill business, what to do with fill. If you're in the area, you're down here in South Florida, check us out. Our website's monstergrass.com. Feel free to give us a call, 305-967-7557. My name is Furman Bergwinyan, and the number again is 305-967-7557. We do pavers, hardscapes, and most of all, artificial grass. If you're a do-it-yourselfer and you want to do uh, uh, an artificial grass do-it-yourself project, call us. We have an off. We have a warehouse in Miami. We're loaded with inventory for your needs. And whatever you need, we're here at your disposal. I could also be reached at Furman, that's F-E-R-M-I-N, at monstergrass.com. I'll be more than happy to share my thoughts, perhaps lead you, give you some advice. Whatever you need, I am here to serve you. Monster Grass and Patio, thanks for tuning in, and I will reach out to you soon. Hang in there, guys, and have a good week.